0: Marketing Growth Podcast. This podcast episode is sponsored by Ahrefs. I'm your host Shane Barker and I have with me today Eric Qualman, best-selling author and keynote speaker. In the previous episode, Eric talked about how he got started in digital marketing. Today we're going to take a deeper dive into his literary journey. Before we start the interview, I wanted to share a success story with you real quick. Here it goes. One of my clients was struggling to drive traffic to their website. They tried all sorts of keywords and SEO strategies, but nothing seemed to work. Finally, they approached me for help. We used this great keyword tool set called Hrevs to analyze the keywords they were targeting. Turns out their keywords were not the best in terms of cost, competition, or keyword search. We started overhauling their SEO strategy step by step. We didn't want to abandon their high-ranking pages, so we used Hrevs Top Pages feature to compare page performance on the SERP. Now we knew what pages and backlinks to keep. Next, the tool found keywords worth targeting, the ones with low risk and low volume. It also snooped around their competitor's website and dug into their keyword analytics. From there, it was just a matter of replicating or improving upon their strategy. Lo and behold, the website started to get some traction. If you're facing the same traffic issues, head over to hrevs.com. Watch them in action and sign up for their seven-day trial. It's just $7. Verified website owners can use their site audit and site explorer tool for free. Just sign up for the hrevs webmaster tool, no credit required. For tool details, check out their blog and their YouTube channel. So let's talk about this man. You've you've written 6 books, right? So and that is no small feat because I I started writing my first book I think when I was 4 years old and I still haven't finished it. So your focus <laughs> book that I'm, gonna, that I'm gonna literally read from top to bottom um, is gonna be like literally I'm gonna focus on and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish my book. But let's talk a little bit about, you talked a little bit about socionomics, right? So I, but I really wanna talk about the Focus Project because that's your newest one. Um, obviously this is a podcast, nobody can see this but you have it actually on your staircase, the picture. The guy, um, the picture looks exactly like you, which is amazing. Um, tell us a little <laughs> bit about that book. Why did you write that book? Like what was the premise behind that? Like what are, we, like, what are you trying to get out there?
1: So I was wrestling with because I own my own company. I'm a speaker. I own my own time. And then I reflected, well, everyone does. You just happen to work at a company per se, but you've made that decision. But each day I'd fall asleep and my hair was on fire. I go, this is crazy. If I'm having this issue, everyone must be having this issue. And I talked to school teachers, to CEOs, to huge thought leaders on down the line. Everyone wrestles with focus. You know, there's, you only have so much time, but you've already signed up for all these things that you can't get to. It's not even possible. Yeah. And so what I started to get excited about is what would happen if this month I just focused on one thing, whether that's growth or sales, or I focused on just the house, like all the stuff that needs to be done around the house. And so I started to write down if I were to pick one thing or m- per month, what that would look like. And I got super excited and I had a list of about 50 obviously there's only 12 months in a year so i cut that down to 12 and then ironically i compared that to what are the number 1 new year's resolutions almost hmm. perfect alignment like new yeah. year's resolutions across the globe yeah wow. almost perfect alignment and then it's like okay my 12s align with that then i looked at what are the top selling books of all time almost perfect alignment those 12 things so i go okay this isn't necessarily new but it's new from a standpoint of In this digital world, there's even more distractions, more things that are chewing up our time. We're supposed to be working less, like there's a famous 1930s uh, economist Keynes wrote that we'd only be working 15 hours a day because of all this technology, completely wrong, right? Yeah. so that's what I was trying to unearth. And in essence, I go, this isn't easy, focus is hard, really, really hard, but it's learning the not so simple habit of doing less better. not so simple art of doing less better and so that's what we learned throughout the process and unearthed a ton of stuff i was the guinea pig testing essentialism stoicism testing all this stuff that might sound good in books but what works and what doesn't work uh and so we had a lot of good findings that i'm happy to discuss here but we moved the book forward we didn't anticipate a pandemic you always want to launch books basically in october they sell better yeah and so it's unheard of and crazy to move a book forward like this. But so many people were pinging us saying, hey, I'm physically okay. I don't have the virus, but mentally we're struggling. And so I really need this book to focus Or my friend needs it. So I moved it forward.
0: That's awesome, I, and I tell you, I think once again, n- not you know, I'm a little disappointed that you didn't know there was going to be a pandemic before it happened because I thought if anybody with those glasses, you would totally know. But that's okay. We can't. You can't do everything. The 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 focus. I think what I liked about it, and I, like I said, I just started reading just a little bit about it, is that you focus on the 12 months, and I, I myself as a focusing is is difficult, and you realize that I think through reading part of it is that it's everybody's problem, right? That it's like because as I, mean, I look at this and I think of somebody like yourself, of you have the animation, you have your book, you have your speaking, like I am a, a, a smaller level of you. And it's like, I can't imagine what you have to deal with focus wise with your team and everything you've got launches and everything. And then like how to, once again, be more productive and focus better, right? Because it's like, great, we get interns, we get this, we get that, we have people helping us, but it's like how to be like, I guess really laser focused, right, in regards to being able to get stuff done and I think the fact that you did that in 12 months, you really focused on one thing and actually did that. Um, I don't know if there's enough medication for me and I'm not heavily medicated. I I probably should be but I I just imagine like how hard was that like to transition and say, okay, this month I'm gonna focus on mindfulness and and to do that.
1: No, very hard. So, Truth be told, the first year was a bunch of fails. So four times I tried to do this and failed. So that's how hard this is. Then the fifth time it finally stuck. And so that's what we talk about a lot in the book: is you're not going for perfection; you're going for progress. And then a lot of us, like you mentioned, there's CEOs that I'd sit there, I'd get off stage, I'm talking to them, I go, "Whoa, this person has twenty thousand people underneath them." I go, "What's your secret to success?" And they go, "Focus." I go, "What's your biggest challenge each and every day?" They go, "Maintaining that focus." Yeah. So that's what we're trying to unearth is we're not going for perfection. We're going for progress. So I actually graded myself each month and you brought up mindfulness, which is great. Cause I think off the top of my head, C plus I got that month. So much better than the F I was getting, cause we know we're supposed to journal. We know we're supposed to, you know, do yoga and meditate, but it's finding that time and doing it consistently. And so C plus is much better than my F. But there's still a long way for me to go but it's really a lot of it's not necessarily we know what we need to do it's how to do it so that's what we're trying to figure out so i'm going to ask you a question because it's helpful to know yourself learning is what are your strengths and how to play to them or basically know thyself and go deep on it focus on that so there's basically four focus animals that we figured out there's the hedgehog and i'll go over each one of these super high level hedgehog chameleon army ant and squirrel (laughs) Now we're going to major in one and minor in another. All four, you probably have some tendencies of them, but you really major in one and minor in the other. So squirrel, you can probably imagine that's FOMO, right? You're really good at starting projects and then you go to the next shiny thing. And that can be a good thing. Like you're really good at that. Like you might be in sales, you might be able to kick off a project, but you can't finish that because the next thing looks too good. So that's what a squirrel looks like if you look at a chameleon chameleon is a people pleaser and normally that's a good thing right when you think about tribes for thousands of years they're really good at helping people they have a good emotional intelligence but you might be doing something like fill in the blank it might be i'll be in this role because my kids are in school and i really need to pay for their education so you're putting someone else first which is okay but you're not chasing your dream and so that's a problem for everybody in that segment it is uh, you might not think that, but that's what a chameleon looks like is you put others first or I'm going to get a degree in accounting because my mom's a, an accountant. I'll make her happy. And so that's an example of a chameleon. So their focus goes to the other person. Their focus isn't on your dream. Gotcha. If you, look at, if you look at some of the other ones, army ant, an army ant can carry 5,000 times their weight, but that doesn't mean they should because it might not go down the hill in the hole. You can't get it in there. Yeah, and so that's what I kind of majored. I take on too many things at once and one of the big learnings was you'll actually get more done focused on one thing at a time rather than parallel processing a bunch of stuff and so so that one's really really intriguing in terms of that, that standpoint to look at that one. So of those three I mentioned which one do you think jumps out? So it's funny so Army
0: Ant used to be me. I used to be really terrible at delegation and I'm like hey let me go ahead and put everything on my shoulders and do that and there was something something that happened. I don't know what it was. It was an epiphany. There was something where I realized, Hey, listen, like this, I can't keep going in this direction. So I, I pivoted from there and said, Hey, listen, I can't do that. Have a great team now of 36 people that are awesome. But I would say the squirrel thing is used to be a big issue. COVID actually has helped me with that. Cause the squirrel thing was like, Hey, we should do this. Hey, we started doing, I'm like, Oh look, we can do this too. And I'm like, Hey, and then my team's like, Oh, what about this? And I'm like, Oh, we'll keep doing that and we'll do this too and they're like, oh cool, should we hire more people? No, let's do it with the current and they're like, how do we like you know and then all of a sudden we have 10 projects going. Covid helped me with this because then what I did is I reevaluated. hey, I've got 10 things going, what is really making me money? How much time am I putting into that and is it, is, is it or is it beneficial for the community or for people? Right. And I started to look at that and go Wait, we, I mean, I cut out four or five projects that were just going because we had enough money to do them and that's great, but the problem is there's really no benefit to it yet, right? I mean, it's like, why am I continuously and we're doing this at 10% and I'm, I'm not going to really get it done for another year, but really there's no benefits. I'm putting tons of resources into other stuff, you know, and then the chameleon actually is interesting because I think- Oh,
1: then I forgot a hedgehog, but I was projecting you, but your listeners might be a hedgehog. Hedgehog is- You essentially will take on, you'll write a book once you get a master's in writing. That you feel like you have to have armor before you go into the arena. That it's like I'm gonna do that tomorrow when I've completed XYZ rather than starting today. So that's what a that's what a hedgehog looks like. I was kind of projecting and go over it because I know you probably don't have that tendency, but some of the listeners might.
0: Yeah, yeah. I actually, Hedgehog is, is not, yeah, for me, that doesn't, that's not an issue. Like, I'm just like, I'm going to go do it because I can and, and I will other than writing my book, which I told you I started, I think when I was four years old, but in crayon or something that I haven't finished. But the other, the chameleon thing is it kind of resonates with me a little bit as well, because I I do think that, you know, sometimes I, you know, I like to, like I said, I like to be able to help other people, right? And that's kind of my thing and that's the reason I jumped into the SBA stuff is because it's like I can help people, right? So, I'm kind of putting some of my stuff aside saying, listen, I could make more money doing this or doing that but I I really would love to I know that people can't sleep at night right because their business and they've they've built this thing up and now it looks like it's all crumbling and if I can put some ease to that then I think that's kind of where my calling is Is like hey I've learned all this then how can I give it to people of course we're creating a course now so that it's not so I can help you know thousands of people instead of you know individual people at once. Um, So I kind of feel like I'm a combination of all of them but I would say probably the I would say probably the chameleon because the squirrel used to be that and you know the hedgehog I'm not too worried about like hey I I can I know I can anything I can put my mind to I've got a great team we could do it but the focusing on stuff like literally when I say this this is not just me saying this for the podcast the focusing on stuff because of COVID has helped me there and I think reading your book is going to help me as well being able to do that so I'm excited about that for sure. So I know that we're going to talk about you obviously got it on Amazon Um, are also you going to be doing an audible?
1: Are you gonna I just do got done audible? reading it. So we just have to confirm that I didn't screw up too many times because I'm not a professional reader and I say that. But I think there is something when the author actually reads the book because I provide insights here and there that aren't in the printed form. And so that should be out about a week or two. So I've gotten done reading it. My voice still functions somehow after reading that whole thing, but we're all, all good. Right.
0: I think that is awesome. I agree with you. I I listen to a lot of Audible books. In fact, I'll just go, my big thing is I call it a beer in a book. I don't know a lot of people this, but what I'll do is I'll actually- drive. Like, so I live in Sacramento. So I'll like drive to South Lake Tahoe. It's about two hours. I'll actually listen to the book all the way there, go to a brewery, have a beer, have some food and I'll drive back. And so I've just done that. once again, the reason I do it is because it's like, well, then I focus because then I can focus because I'm driving. And then it's like, if not, I'm like, oh, I can do this. Oh, I can do this. And then I've got like ADHD. And it's like, there goes the focus. We're missing that. So now I like force myself. My wife's like, where are you going? I'm like, B&B. And she goes, okay, I'm doing a beer and a book and she, you know, is sleeping. She's a nurse and works, you know, night graveyard or whatever at nights. And so anyways, I'll just go and I just shoot out and say, all right, here we go. I want to go to this brewery. It's three hours away. I'll get a six hour book and just go back and forth. So that's how I'm forcing myself to focus on that stuff.
1: So I love that beer and a book. That's awesome. And then you probably know this. I looked this up today. The average audible book is 10 hours. And so I was looking across because I go, we got done, it was 10 hours. And I go, oh my gosh, is that like crazy long? Because I'm writing a book on focus. Is that too long? And then I looked it up. I'm like, oh no, Tim Ferriss is 22 hours, four and a half hours, 14 hours. Ray Dalio is 17. But then I looked at Malcolm Gladwell, seven eight. Uh, essentialism was six and a half. So it's kind of funny.
0: That's funny. Yeah, I think you're solid at 10. i the, the thing is now I just have to find for your book because I'm going to get it obviously on Audible as well. I just have to find a brewery that's that's five hours away. So that's my goal. Like I have a brewery map and I'm like, this is four and a half. No, not far enough. Five, five and 15 minutes. That's it. That's it. So your book will be, I have the PDF. I'm going to take, you know, taking some notes, looking at that. And then I'm going to actually go. listen to it. I like and it. And I'm going to
1: focus. Yeah. And yeah, We wrote I'm, it in modular format so you can skip around. So you're okay if you skip a section okay. or two. No, so I'm
0: that's me not focusing buddy I gotta go straight I gotta go straight page one to page 350 or whatever it is I'm, I gotta go all in if not it's like then I'm not gonna finish it and there we go thanks Eric that was really exciting in the next episode I'm excited to chat about your animation studio Equalman I'm curious to know more about it stay tuned for another insightful episode with Eric Qualman